Hey guys, so right now we're walking through a biblical theology of the Sabbath, which means we are each week taking time to kind of chronologically walk through the scriptures uh, that are related to the Sabbath, and we're building our understanding of where this comes from, and then ultimately we'll see where it is headed. And last week we saw that the Sabbath became a thing in Exodus 16. It was rooted in uh, Genesis, where God rested from his work, or he ceased from his work of creation on the seventh day. But but the, the Sabbath as like a, a thing begins in Exodus 16, when God sends manna to the people, which is sort of this mysterious bread that appears on the ground every day. And, and what we saw last week was that God's desire for the people of Israel was that for six days of the week, they would go out and gather uh, the manna that they needed. And, and when they went out for five of those days, they were only to gather what they needed for the day. Nothing more, nothing less. And what happened was if they, if they tried to hoard it, if they tried to gather more than they needed, uh, the remainder would like rot and would become infested with maggots and that kind of thing. But then on the sixth day, God tells them he wants them to go out and collect a double portion uh, to gather enough for two days. And somehow, amazingly, the extra that they gather and store for the next day does not rot. Um, it, it actually keeps. And the reason why God wants them to do that on the sixth day, to gather that double portion, is because he desires that the seventh day be a Sabbath. He desires that the seventh day would be a ceasing from their work um, and that it would be, you know, set apart in that way. And so that way they don't have to go out on that day and collect bread. Uh, they already have what they need. But as we saw last week, it was very difficult um, for this people who had recently come out of slavery, who I think you could say had a slave mentality of sorts in that uh, they wanted to hoard the manna. They wanted to collect as much as they possibly could. They wanted to like feel the sense of assurance that they were going to have provision for multiple days to come. Um, and to some extent, they wanted to get out and work every day. I think that that was a part of the rhythm that they had been in as people for a long time. And the work that they did was grueling. And yet it's what they knew in a sense as well uh, because they had been enslaved for so long. And so their big challenge is just in trusting God and in like relying on him to provide for them and to give them everything they need. Um, and it seems clear that the Lord wanted the people, yes, to physically rest, um, but, but also to spiritually adopt this posture as well, and this posture of reliance uh, by observing the, Sabbath, uh, the seventh day as a day of rest or as a Sabbath. Um, so what is so perpetually astounding to me about the people of Israel is just how difficult it was for them to rely on God alone when you consider all of the things that they had seen God do for them, uh, and not just uh, providing things, but, but really like grandiose, miraculous things that God had done for them. God sent a redeemer to them in the form of Moses. Uh, God sent plagues on Egypt. God rescued them from the Passover. God brought them out of Egypt. God parted the Red Sea. God decimated the armies of Pharaoh. God had provided water 
and bread and meat for them as they were in the wilderness. And yet, in spite of all of those things, they perpetually grumble against him. Uh, they perpetually seem to distrust him. And yet God calls uh, continues to call them deeper and deeper into a state of reliance. And that's evidenced as we continue today in Exodus, because this Sabbath command continues to pop up over and over again. Um, and it is not only related to like the collection of manna. Uh, the people eventually come to Mount Sinai uh, weeks after they have left uh, Egypt. They come to Mount Sinai and, and God hands down his law to Israel through Moses. And here's what God says to the people as he prepares them, as God gets ready uh, to give his law to them. Uh, God sends a word through Moses to just kind of prepare them for what is to come. And this is in Exodus chapter 19. God says through Moses to the people, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel, God says to Moses. And so then Moses goes on to Mount Sinai. He receives the Ten Commandments. And the fourth of those commandments we find in the very next chapter, chapter 20 of Exodus. Fourth commandment is this. The Lord says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Now notice a few things about what we just read. First of all, the command is to not work physically on that seventh day. And it extends... Uh, not only to adults, but also to children, uh, to livestock, to what Scripture calls sojourners, who, like, like guests, like people who are staying with you. Um, nobody is to work on the seventh day. Um, and so in this context, uh, you would not be keeping the Sabbath if you personally are resting on that day, but yet you send your son out to work. Um, by the same token, you can't somehow say, well, I'm resting on the Sabbath, but my animals are doing all the work. Um, God says, no, 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 everybody is to be resting on the Sabbath day. Now, um, I think that's a gift to the people. I think, I think God is giving them this gift of rest, physical rest, because of the slavery that they have come out of, which was grueling and arduous, as we've talked about. So God is really blessing them. He's not just laying some like heavy obligatory thing on them. He's like giving them this great gift. Like you don't have to work on this day, uh, which is an incredible thing. But but also God is providing for, for like all of their needs. He is providing their food. He's giving them what they need. And his desire ultimately is not just for them to not work on that day. His desire really is for them to be able to, to rest in him, for them to be able to truly rest in this state of trust and reliance 
on his goodness and his provision, that God is blessing, that God is feeding, that God is providing all along the way, and that they would, in essence, learn to, like, lean on him, to, like, rest kind of in his arms, as it were. Um, Another thing, a second thing that we see here um, is this command probably has the longest explanation of any of the Ten Commandments. Um, There's a lot of things that it says, like uh, verse 11 of chapter 20 says that, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So, it's calling our minds like back to Genesis, right? It's taking us back to creation. It's taking us back to God resting on the seventh day and that God has set that day apart as holy. Um, so this is the command. This is the command that God gives to Israel. And again, God's stated intention here is that ultimately through Israel's obedience to the law, that they would become this kingdom of priests and a holy nation. A kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And and that's a line that you really need to hold on to as we move forward in our study of Sabbath. Now, the question that naturally comes up for us, and this is a really important question, is uh, because this is one of the Ten Commandments, because this isn't simply a command about collecting manna, Because this is one of the Ten Commandments, is this a thing that I should be doing? Like, should I also not be working on Saturday, on the Sabbath day? Um, Should should I, like, not be letting my kids work? Should I make sure I'm not tying a a rake to my dog to somehow rake the yard? Which is a great idea. Um, (laughs) like, Like, is this a thing for me as well? And again, that's a really important question. That we should be asking and the answer to that question it is going to come as we make our way from the Old Testament into the New Testament because the reality is we understand the Old Testament in light of the New Testament we interpret the Old Testament in light of the New Testament and that is especially true when it comes to the Ten Commandments Jesus does recontextualize the way that people understand this commandment in the Gospels. And and we will look at that text in weeks to come. And also, the writer of Hebrews says that Christ is actually our Sabbath rest, that that we are to enter into him uh, as our Sabbath. Um, But I think in order for us to really kind of come to understand what the, what the New Testament is saying, we, we also have to understand just how seriously God takes the Sabbath command in the Old Testament. And that's what we're going to get into next week um, as we continue on in our look at uh, this sort of biblical theology of the Sabbath. So we'll see you guys then. Bye.